0: Log Talk Radio.
1: you like, okay, y'all, it's been a moment I told y'all it was going to be a minute (laughs) Oh my goodness, oh, so much has happened Uh, I am uh, glad to be back with you guys It is, uh, I decided, I said, you know what, I'm going to do a late night Sunday edition Because it was so much stuff I wanted to talk to y'all about So much stuff is in the news Oh my God, a lot of hot topics and everything So I was like, you know what, I got to talk and everything Oh, so, you know, I'll let y'all know first of how I start off if you listen to this show. I start talking about my week. Tell my week, okay? I had surgery. Uh, when did I have surgery? I had surgery uh, Wednesday, right? And as you guys know, if you haven't been listening to the show, if you haven't listened to the last couple of shows, I've announced that I had I have been diagnosed with breast cancer, early stages, and um, and I had surgery this week for that. And let me tell you, oh, my god! Oh, listen! It, it it was it was a crazy week. It was it was kind of strange. I don't know. Everything went so fast, but it was a weird. Uh, the 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 day before I went in for a biopsy placer, and it was so uh, nice because the people at uh, this place where I go to, uh, they were so nice to me. They have this like, they had this little breast cancer packet for me. Like you had a breast cancer coffee mug, breast cancer like. Uh, stuff, little knickknacks in the bag and everything. And the nurse navigator talked to me about the whole operation, walking me through what I was getting ready to go through, and plus she was a survivor. So that really helped. It was really uh, nice to hear that comforting voice from her, so I appreciate her. And it was so great. Shout out to this lady. When they give you this little packet they give you, they give you this... um, the, they give you. They have this program where breast cancer survivors write notes and letters to other breast cancer survivors. And she says she gets twenty of these letters a month. And when it's time for her, when it's somebody who's coming in for you know an operation or something like myself, you know she um, she picks out a letter. She feels that God what God is leading her the best letter. And she she gave me mine. And let me tell you. Oh, my God, it was so encouraging before to have another person speak to you. And it started off saying, she said, because I call myself a warrior, and she said, you're a warrior. And it was so many things I had said to myself in the letter. So I was like, wow, this is crazy that this person that doesn't know me is writing this letter and encouraging me into going into this life changing moment, okay So yeah, so I had to go get a placer beforehand It's a long story, you know if you, For people who have uh, breast cancer We go like, you know, you have this thing You go beforehand if you're getting an operation And you go through and everything So um, I went through like a biopsy A little mini biopsy before And they. It, this was a really uh, I wish I could tell you The experience was I don't even know what to say about it. It was um, uh, <laughs> that morning when I was waking up, you know, it, it feels like it was me walking in, but I was like, you know, is it really me going in here? <laughs> I mean, like, it was an out-of-body experience. But as I went in um, that morning and everything and got ready, and then when they had you, you know, get dressed for, opera, you know, operation, then I knew it was really happening. And it was so funny because the day before, uh during the prep during the time they talk to you beforehand and during um th- about this operation the nurse navigator lets me know she's like okay there's something i need to tell you and i was like oh and she said, okay, this is, she said, I, I, I'm going to break the news. She, she said, because so many women have a hard time with it. She said, "But well, I, you know, I didn't even remember it. And so I, I was like, okay. And she was like, they're going to, during your, uh, before your operation, she said, we try to tell you guys about this. They're going to stick a needle in your boob. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, like four times. I'm like, <gasps> so I'm sitting here, like hearing it, and I'm going, oh, my God, a needle in my boob. And I started thinking to myself, all these needles, going to my boobs. I'm going to myself, haven't I been good to you, boobs? What are you doing? This one boob is, it feels like I'm a betrayal. <laughs> no, but it, but it was it was. I, we, we joked about it. She's like, listen, I didn't even remember it, but she said for some women, it's such a traumatic thing. So that's one of the first things when I went into that morning to get everything done. I was getting prepped. One of the nurses comes in who's got, who's administering the shot to me, and it's like radiation or whatever. And she says, have they prepared you for this? And I was like, yes, she did. She said, I said, but she told me, you know, she hardly remembered. She said, well, I'm going to hope it's that way for you. I'm going to tell you, I hardly remembered it. It was like some little dings. It was some little pinches. <laughs> so I was really glad for that. I was trying not to look. I was like, oh, my God, try not to look, you know, or whatever. And I, you know, and so, but everybody was so kind. I mean, I, 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 don't know if I had the just the best staff that day. I mean, they were the most every step of the way. The staff at Methodist, oh my God, and the breast center, were so really good to me. I, I mean, it was they. If they made an experience that was. Scary Feel not so scary I mean And so You know And um, So when I And I came in That morning For the operation Getting ready And everything And I had some uh, My sister in law Was in the hallway And I think uh, My my husband came in With me So it was It was really One of those Like my grandparents Were on me Called me on FaceTime And like (laughs) Checking on me Making sure I'm okay And everything So So it was like A one of those experiences where I'm going, okay, this is, this is very, this is wild. And before, the week before, the weekend before I had went in to get my hair done, braided for, because I knew I was going to be having this operation, so I went in, got my hair braided, and got some blue in my hair, you know, talked to my beautician, so, and me and my beautician, were really cool, I love her, Shekinah, she, she's a, Great beautician She has a great program For kids Everything She does Cosmetology for kids I always mention that Because people Want to look her up And donate to her But uh, you can look at it From my page But So we We talked about You know This this journey I'm having And she's like Do you know What your You know Hair wise And everything I'm like No I don't But I'm prepared And she's like Okay She's like We're going to cry together and for the first moment, I mean, you know, I sometimes I don't realize, you know, like, oh God, this is what am I going through. So when she says this to me, and she said, you know, about you know shaving my hair, it hits me. I'm like, huh? You know, I'm I'm in the chair. I'm, I'm crying. It's <laughs> like, okay, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully we don't have to do. But if we do, okay, you know, I'm ready, and she's she's ready to walk with me that journey. And I'm like, whoa, this. Shit is really happening. <laughs> you know, it's a really like a like a mind-blowing, you're, you're having like several mind-blowing experiences. And thank God I have women who have been through, a couple of women who have been through it and who can walk me through, and such a supportive group of friends and family and stuff who have really been loving me through this. So, uh, but yeah. So the morning i went into surgery, I go into surgery and I'm... <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm getting prepped and everything, and, you know, I'm kind of sitting in the room, and, you know, it's kind of, I'm kind of cold, kind of hot, because oh, I'm having hot flashes. You know, I'm getting, I'm older. Menopause has a hit, but it's on its way. <laughs> and I'm just now, feel, like, feeling the flashes and all this stuff And so I'm like, and so, you know, the nurse comes in and she's laughing She's like, I want, I'm going to have to give you a pregnancy test I'm like, really? Seriously? I just got off of a pregnancy test? She's like, we have to do it She said, you never, you can't believe how many people we've had before surgery You know, getting pregnant I, I thought that was fun humorous I, I was laughing, I said, well, I was. <laughs> So that, that was funny So that, that happened, and then we... Um, then I remember uh, that I got that the, I had got that shot, and they talked to me about the meds and everything like that. So then my uh, doctors come in and my surgeon come in, who is so cool, Dr. Galey, Oh my God, Galeti Some people call her, but I love, love. The surgeon. Okay, she is so bad. She she got a badass energy. <laughs> she, she's so great, and she comes in. She's like, "How you doing?" And she, you know, she right across my chest. You know, my, where she's gonna, you know, do this You know, different things. And I'm like, "Okay." And we're talking about. She said, "You know what I'm doing today?" And I'm talking to her, about she said, "I just want to make sure we're we're on the same page and everything." And she goes, "Okay." This is the most important question. I'm like, what? And she's like, "What do you want to hear?" And I said, what do I want to hear? And she's like, yes, and you're going under. it. I'm like, what, really? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. She's, I was like, okay, Maxwell extension. You know I had to say some Maxwell, right? So she's like, okay, 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 I got you or whatever. So I'm laughing about it. I'm like thinking, okay, you know, no big deal. So a few minutes later, they come in to get me. The most humorous thing, I'm laughing because, you know, I'm like, I'm thinking of all my friends going, you're a cuckoo for Cocoa <laughs> Because when I tell all my friends, I said, Maxwell, I asked for Maxwell Ascension. They said, okay, you're about to go under and you're doing an operation and you're asking for a son called Ascension. You're asking for Maxwell. I said, "What well, should I have asked for upper room or, uh, uh, or she said, yeah, you should have asked for a church. <laughs> That's what my friends were laughing about or whatever we were joking about. But so I come in, they roll me into the uh, to the operating room, and everybody who gets you can see the people get prepping, and they like, Okay, all right, let's get on you know, get another bit. But as I'm rolling in on all the monitors is Maxwell's video ascension. I am laughing so hard. I wish I had my phone at that time so I could show my friends would be like, This you're crazy as <laughs> hell And so it was it started playing and so they were like a couple of the people were dancing around the uh the uh, surgery room and when the uh uh the, sur- the surgery people said, this is some groovy music right here. And I'm like, I started laughing. And they're like, okay, get on the other bed. And I'm going to tell you, I got on that other bed. I look up. I see the Maxwell Sension video, but I don't remember nothing shit else. The next thing I <laughs> remember is I'm waking up. And I'm like, and they're like, you are to meds? I'm like, Yes. Because the nurse had already warned me to make sure you get meds, you know, when you when you wake up or whatever. So I'm like, yes, I want some beds, but I was like, oh, I, I was like, so, st- I was like, what happened? It was that quick. It was that. So, I listen, I was like, thank you, Lord, okay? God just saw me through people's prayers. So I know a lot of y'all have been praying for me. A lot of y'all who my little small little listening audience, y'all been praying for me and loving on me. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. My birthday wishes, y'all, as far as, you know, from shout out to Sharon and them Barbados and other people who, you know, all y'all who have really just been loving on me, sending me um, well wishes. If I don't mention you by name, forgive me. But all y'all, I pre- appreciate y'all so much. I felt the love, I felt the prayers, the birthday love, I felt the prayers for me when I was going in. Trust me, and I had to laugh because I was playing, they, they were saying that <laughs> my friends was like, "Are you?" My friends thought that was hilarious. <laughs> They're like, "You're not." I said, "I said." Well, I was thinking about. It. They were laughing because I said, "I said." You know, I actually was thinking about maybe I would go to the New Orleans. They're like, "Stop it!" <laughs> but it was funny. So we had a good joke. So I it, that was. Funny to me I laughed my ass off Because when I wrote it And there was That's on the monitors And the uh, the thing I was like cracking up I was like This is My friends were like When I tell them this They're going to be like You're a nutty fruitcake And they were like You don't pay attention You should be playing Like Jesus <laughs> So that was funny. So y'all know how much for my listener audience, y'all know how much I love basketball. So that was hilarious. Even though I haven't been, you know, that you know, I wasn't. I've been mad about the the, the cruise or in the Sabrina Claudia thing. I ain't that ain't changed. I'm still me, okay. But it was it. I did I did request that So, okay. So that was funny. All right, all right, you guys. And so everything turned out good so far. So good. So I will know more sometime next week about how my treatments are going to go and stuff like that. But listen, I listen. I am so like gr- I, have, I don't know. I've had an attitude of like, you know, trying to be grateful because you know, you have all these plans ahead of time. You think about what you thought you were going to what was getting ready to happen in your life and suddenly you get a curveball like breast cancer, and you're like, whoa, or cancer period, you know, and you're like, (laughs) whoa, (laughs) like, yo, like, and this has been a matter of weeks. I mean, my life has changed. I don't really think I've grasped the fullness of how much my life has changed in the course of literally maybe since late September, like the last, Seven, eight weeks to me It's literally been Crazy But I mean I can't say You know, if somebody was planning on Like, you know If you if the, if the enemy was planning on Trying to knock me out with this Or whatever Or whoever it was, or Somebody was trying to send me Listen, you did it just made me stronger it just gave me i mean it just really made me appreciate and be thankful more for life little things time understanding time like that's ways we waste them and waste it and i've been so much more sensitive to that kind of stuff so i'm i'm telling you it has been it has been, yes, not a journey I would, would pick, <laughs> but it has been a blessing to me. It has changed my perspective in so many ways, and it's consistently changing my perspective um, because this is a, a journey that um, is like, whoo, you know what I'm saying? But it's I've met met so many people and been encouraged by so many people who have been through it and knowing that I can get through, and knowing God got my back, so I don't want y'all to worry. Just trust me. Just keep praying those prayers up. It's gonna, it's gonna be good. It's all good over here. Okay. I should live. I always tell people I should live and not die and declare, declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's facts, right? <laughs> so I just, I'm just so. Uh, this has just been. This experience so far for me has been. Um, Yes, there have been moments where there have been down moments where I have cried. I have on and off moments I cried. And I think most women who have been facing this journey will tell you, most of the women I've met have told me, that's normal. You're okay. It's okay. Because you're faced with your mortality, you know? I had a friend who, she was 29 years old, I think, when she passed away of this disease. And I had a friend's mother who passed away of this disease. And so, uh, you know, and these were many years ago. So it is so amazing the strides we look so many years later, and I'm just so blessed. It's just God just, that guy got me on the other side of where things have so progressed in the area of breast cancer and research and stuff. But black women are still the highest percentage, percentage rate percentage rate of deaths in breast with breast cancer, and I want to encourage you. And a lot of it, like I said, is because sometimes we don't go and get mammograms and we don't go get tested and we're not doing breast checks. Please, please, please go get your mammograms, okay? And there's a lot of people that have told me they've gone to get their mammograms they're getting their mammograms because of me. I'm glad I could put a face to it for some people. You know what I'm saying, and they're being encouraged to do that. I want to encourage you to not put them off. Check your breasts monthly to see if you know you feel anything. The one I had, I wouldn't have been able to feel it. You know, it just so happened. I told y'all about that last week. It just happened, I, and I do my monthly exams. It just so happened that I was bleeding, but that's why it's so important to do screenings and uh, your and getting your mammograms uh, yearly. Okay, or or how often your doctor that you should have them, okay, so I can't tell y'all enough early detection can save your life so i I constantly am gonna be preaching that to y'all and everything, okay, because it is uh uh it is a life changing experience, okay. But, yeah, but my surgery went well, okay? Thank you, Lord, okay? And thank y'all for the prayers and everything. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate the love, okay? I feel the love, okay? Trust me, I do, okay? <laughs> I do feel it, okay? I'm, I'm like, ooh, you know, I've been, yeah, my mom, my mom called me, my mom's been calling me and checking on me. My mom's like, are you okay? How are you feeling? How, do you know, you know, are you, how, where, you know? What are you thinking? You know, and i was like, I don't know what I'm thinking right now. But you know, but it's, it's I've been having so many people encourage me, so many people writing me, and um, it is, trust me, I see y'all, y'all uh, text and emails and stuff, and I am so appreciative. Even if I haven't got right back to y'all because I've been tired. This thing hit me. It put, I was down a little bit more than I thought, especially about two. I was feeling good for the first couple of days, you know. And then the third day when that medicine all wore out, <laughs> I started feeling it. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> so I didn't even know, like, you know, trying to do this show tonight, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and try to do a show tonight because shows make me feel better. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know, I've been tired and going through some stuff, but I was like, I'm going to try to get on here let update my listeners about everything that's going on with me and everything, but to let y'all know uh, it's good, and to get into some of these hot topics, we got to talk about some of this stuff, (laughs) this stuff that is going on out here in these streets, and it is a lot going on, okay? So uh, that's why I had to come and talk to y'all, okay? Um, uh, It's a word this week, there is no it's a word, the it's a word is value, value, I say what for me this week has been a lesson for me is uh valuing the time that God has given you. I can't say that enough. I think I say that all the time. Value the time and the space and and and, and, and seeing areas of where you need your life to change right now or you don't want, uh Sickness or pain or stuff like that, you know, to to make sometimes that's what it takes to bring us around to understand things about our life. But if you can have that without having that experience, that is great. Just trying to recognize before, before you you know, before you have health issues or something like that, you know, things that you need to change, things that you need to take care of within yourself. You know what I'm saying? And encouraging yourself in. Uh, spiritual wellness as well as You know, just physical wellness And that's it, that's all I can give y'all Right now, okay <laughs> So that's that of that, okay Alright, so uh, This week I saw um, Man, that's a couple of things I wanted to talk about, I wanted to hit on that I didn't get to uh, talk about Well, first of all, I want to talk about this I used to go, for those of you who listen to the show You know I went to Oral Roberts University for Years ago, years ago, okay And um Oral Roberts University, man, let me tell you, life changing experience. Some of the best friends I have right now, I met them at Oral Roberts University, okay? Like prayer warriors, cold, I mean, just bad people, just cold blood. Just, when I say bad, bad in a good way. Tough people and stuff, just love it. Some of my ORU fans was praying for me and loving on me uh, during this during this thing. So, ORU is a, Oral Roberts University was a very tough space for me, but a, where I learned a lot. But a very spiritual space to me, very sacred space to me. And during my time at Oral Roberts University, okay, when I went to Oral Roberts, I went to a couple of churches. I went to Victory Christian Center but then I start going to higher dimensions okay and this is where pastor Carlton Pearson was uh at the time Carlton was becoming a bishop bishop Carlton Pearson was over he and I had been going to I had before I went to ORU I had before a few few years I had been coming to his conference the Azusa conference I was already going to the Azusa Conference, right? And if you guys, anybody knows anything about the '90s, the Azusa Conference was the Christian conference to be at. Okay, before Woman that I lose, before anybody, everybody went to Azusa. The reason that you know some of the biggest pastors in the world, we talk about people like Bishop Noel, uh, Bishop Noel Jones, T.D. Jakes. Nobody would know even T.D. Jakes if it wasn't for Carp- Azusa, Cross Carp- of Azusa. Brian Keith Williams, I'm talking about, I mean, just some of the greatest orators, archers in the world, ministers in the world, came through Azusa, which was a conference that happened every year on the campus of Oral Roberts University uh, to celebrate Pentecost and what happened on Azusa Street in L.A., right? So you can look up the history of that and everything. But, man, Azusa changed my life, okay, changed my spiritual life. I got to see some of the greatest ministries and ministers. And so it was a blessing when I'm going to Oral Roberts University and I'm on this campus and I'm going to Higher Dimensions Church and every Sunday I'm seeing Bishop Carlton Pearson as my pastor. I mean, man, I cannot tell y'all, like, how crazy that was to me because you know it was like wow you know <laughs> the Carlson Pearson, and Carlson Pearson um, and I'm talking about Carlson Pearson for a week reason this week because Pastor Pearson has been sick uh, with cancer and he is um, the uh, they are saying he's transitioning out, out of his earthly home into uh, into you know going into heaven and I wanted to talk about Carlton Pearson because I think sometimes people really forget the greatness of what Carlton was to um, so many people and the ministry and Carlton's ministry um, early on. And I remember, uh, like, first time I remember meeting Carlton Pearson, I remember how Carlton Pearson was so funny hilarious. He was so accessible at that time. You know, he was a big preacher but he was accessible. You would see Carlton after church sometimes, like sometimes standing around. Like talking to people and stuff like that. He talked to us. He prayed for us. And me and my friend, we were jokesters. So we always were laughing and stuff. And Carlton was always laughing and joking with us after church about something we was laughing about at church or what or joking about. I mean I got some memories, boy. And then I also, like one of my last years there, last year I worked for uh, Lindsay Roberts for a little bit in the Lindsay, in the office in Lindsay Roberts office and so when you work for Lindsay Roberts which was uh Pat I mean um, which was uh Richard Roberts uh Orl Roberts son's wife right she was one of the she had a ministry there on campus like they have programs and stuff like that and so Carlson, it was a big program. I will never forget, this is one of my biggest memories of Carlton. Carlson came in the office one day, and so he's there. There's like, a year ready year program, and so I'm working in the office. And was like, come here, I got something to show you. And I'm like, okay, me and the, another girl's in there. So I'm looking. I'm like, oh, what? I said, vision what? And so he's like, look, 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 I got, I'm going to show you. So he reaches in his pocket, right? This is the funniest story, true story. He reaches in his pocket. At the time, he had just had a baby daughter. His daughter, I think, was like two years old or maybe not even two yet. She was a toddler. So he reaches in his pocket, and he pulls out and yanks this poster. It's like a big poster of his daughter. <laughs> He's like, look at this picture. <laughs> oh, my God, we were laughing so hard because we were shocked. And he was like, he said, what y'all laughing at? We, we laughing because we like, you put out a poster. He's like... <laughs> And he was so proud and so happy. She had this little cute little outfit on. We were laughing because it was so cute, but we were laughing because he had a big he – he was just hilarious. Like, had our big – he put out a poster, literally a poster. <laughs> and so it was one of my favorite memories of Bishop and Pearson. But Bishop was, over the years, such an encouragement and an inspiration. And, man – I mean, to go to Azusa, even going to Azusa, people don't understand a lot of the things. And this isn't to, to diminish Bishop Jakes and stuff like that or anybody, but Carlton Pearson was the first person I knew with a talk show. Carlton Pearson had a talk show at ORU. I remember sitting in the audience, us for parents, being his audience. His smile artists and celebrities were coming on like Dion Sanders, Denzel, different people he would be talking to Carlton Pearson did a lot of the stuff that you see you've seen a Bishop Jake's progressing Carlton Pearson was doing it years ago. Uh, Carlton was uh, uh, would have uh, the Azusa conference which was huge. I've never listen and Azusa in his hey oh my god. Woo, let me tell you, I ain't seen it was just fire. I remember one time went to a uh, and Bishop Benny Hinn was there and I wasn't really into Benny Hinn. This is the truth this is a true story. I was going in, I was an eye into Benny Hinn. I was like, Child, I, she said, I was like, I was laughing, I said, like, people be fired, we was joking. We was joking about it. So I go to see Benny Hinn that night. And Benny Hinn is praying for people. And I always laughed at the whole the idea of people falling out and touch. You know the whole touch like a whole right? Turn. Listen, being here and prayed for our side of the thing one night, this night at Azusa, and all of us fell out. I'm not lying. This is no truth. This is me laughing. Me who laughed, <laughs> knocked out on the floor under the Holy Spirit. So I'm telling you, I was like, listen. I told people I was a, I was not believing. <laughs> I said I was knocked out. I was like, I mean, it was a bless. I mean, it was a blessing in my life. So when you see that stuff on TV, and I used to, I was the person that used to laugh at that, at being here and stuff like that. But no, I went and saw, and that really happened at Azusa Street. So many beautiful memories, so many spiritual things happened uh, around Azusa. And I know there was controversy around Bishop, and I was at Bishop's Church at the time when he started teaching. His different doctrine, okay, and I remember sometimes being confused and us not knowing, understanding, but I never once, even if I disagreed with Carlton, I never once questioned Carlton's genuineness, genuineness, and his his love for us. He really actually loved his his flock, his people he was always cool. I remember Carlton coming to my church in Kansas City. Right, and I remember my my pastor giving Carlton love about how great Carlton Pearson was, how nice he was, and everything. So I'm just telling y'all, just a very genuine, genuine soul. And I wanted to talk about Bishop because that ministry, his ministry, going so many years, uh, laughing during the time I was at ORU was like a big comfort, a comfort to me during those sometimes during the hard times at O R. U and the stories that Carlton would tell us about Azusa and the old people and when he would tell stories about Catherine Kuhlman, some of like people like the great ministers of the twentieth century and stuff. I was like, oh wow I mean, it was just so powerful. And so I think wait, I want I wanna see if I got it up. Let me see, hold on, let me see. Oh no. I wanted to play this before I went over into, um, and one of, uh, let's see, I think I may have it up, uh, y'all give me a second here. Okay, maybe I have the audio, but one of my one of my favorite uh, ministers that I was uh, was in, was introduced to. I mean, one of the fam- famous uh, people I was introduced. To. I didn't I didn't know the person because she had passed on by the time I got to ORU. She passed away. One of the most powerful ministers, Catherine Kuhlman, because Carlton would often talk about Catherine Kuhlman. And uh, I remember just that being very life-changing, some of the things he would minister to us about Catherine Kuhlman and um, so many other things. I just want to just take time and just thank Bishop Carlton Pearson for coming this way. Thank God for allowing him to come this way. He was such, he is, he's still here. He hasn't transitioned yet, but such a life changing figure, and um, I wish Bishop peace in eternity and love, the love of God to guide him through eternity to heaven, and I am just so grateful that I got the opportunity to meet and talk and laugh with Carlton Pearson and even sit up under his ministry, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for those times. I'm so honored. I was so honored to have been there, to be among one of the greatest orators of the 20th century. So I want to play this little piece of Carlton uh, with, talking with Catherine Kuhlman on the show. So let me, I'm going to leave with this, and then we're going to go on a break, and I'll be back in a second and we'll talk about more stuff, okay, y'all? But here
2: I wanna know Catherine Pullman, <laughs> I believe in the miracles. And what's a miracle in this? Graduating from ORU is a miracle, <laughs> <laughs> I came from one of those Holy Rolling churches. They call it the Holy Rolling Church of God in Christ. And I always wanted when I saw my grandmother and them having they would dance oh, around yeah. and have a wonderful time. But I I didn't think you really had anything until I got that. Well, as a little child, they didn't really think I was serious. They wouldn't let us play at church. Sometimes people don't think children are serious. In my experience goes back, almost well, 18 years ago, when I was a little teen kid. Well, I took my two little sisters. There was a vacant apartment next door to our house. I took my two little sisters and some pie pads. and they used those for tambourines. They used these use tambourines at church, and we still use them today. Well, we went next door, and I founded a church. Oral Roberts founded at great University, but when I was only six years old, I founded a
3: to <laughs> <laughs> you it was the greatest church in the world. It
2: really wasn't it was we were we called ourselves playing church, but yet in my heart i was a uh-huh. seer. I really was. But I and I knew what I wanted but I didn't know how to get it. So we went next door and we played. We we'd go through the testimony service and we knew those testimonies, you know. Because we'd heard them in church. Sure. So we'd dance around and then I preached. Well, <clears throat> one day there were about ten or twelve of us, little kids. Now you could see us in the afternoons in the summertime or after we finish our morning chores, begin to migrate from all over the community with pie pans to my little church, you know, because the kids wanted to make play believe church. they were tambourines. Right. Beating them in, and I preach and we dance, right, and sing. Well, it started growing. Now see Mother and Daddy thought we were over there playing church. The people in the community thought we were playing church. But we kids knew we were having church, honey. I mean, we were righteously having church. I try to preach the best I could. I didn't really know how then. I had the call. I was aware of the call but I wasn't really ready to preach, and I was trying. I almost got away from it during my junior high school years because they were telling me that I was a preacher. And I knew that I was a preacher, yet I wasn't preaching yet. I I wasn't ready. I was studying the Word, praying, and trying to consecrate my life. But one day, we were over there dancing around with those most high and the lady across the street called the police, that we were disturbing the tea. So uh, the police comes and he steps into the church, now, it really looked like a church. We had built a little pulpit and oh. a little table and a Bible oh. and some little pews and things in there and some fans that we would snuck away from the big church. And uh, we were in there playing church, but we were serious. Yes. And the police officer stepped up in the door, and he says, "You kids, We've had reports that you kids are, are disturbing the peace, and uh, you're going to have to cut some of this noise out, or we're going to send you to juvenile hall. And I was petrified because... I didn't know what to do. You know, everybody was expecting me, the pastor, to say something. <coughs> so there There's I was, the pastor, at the age of about six, six years old. I was the pastor of that little church, and my oldest sister was the churchman. Oh. We had church money, you know. And so there I stood, and there all the little kids stood, waiting for a response to see what the pastor was going to say. What did you say, Carl? I—I couldn't think of a thing in the world. I couldn't see anything but that man's gun hanging on the side of his leg, which frightened me. So I how. Uh, I waited. I said, Lord, I've got to say something. I've got to say something. After all, you know I'm a pastor. And just as I was at the end of the road, maybe, the little lady that called the police was there. She stepped out around the police officer. She looked into the building. She saw the little pulpit, She saw the little Bible and the pew. And she said, isn't this a church? And we all said in (laughs) unison, We were speechless. And she, she started crying. She said, I didn't know this was a church. I had no idea. She said, I'm terribly sorry, officer. I withdraw the charges. Please forgive me. She turned around and called Robert and Junior, her two little boys. They came in and sat down, and I told them about Jesus. And that lady sat there and wept, her two little grandsons wept, and we all wept. And the officer turned and walked out, confused, a little bit disillusioned maybe, but that lady made her little boys come to our church every day for the rest of their time. When I was with the World Action
1: all right, you guys, I hope you can hear it. It's a little low in audio, but I thought that was beautiful. Catherine Kuhlman is one of my uh, favorite um, ministers of the gospel, and, and she's passed on years ago. But that was her in Carlton in 1975, so I wanted to play that. Uh, Pastor, Carlton, Pastor Carlton, Bishop Carlton, I wish you a safe journey and your family peace and comfort at this time as you transition into Eternal life, and uh, that's it, you guys. So when we come back, y'all, we're gonna do, um, we're gonna talk more. I got so much more. We gotta get into the celebrity news, okay? All right, okay, you guys, so when I get back, we're going to get into all of that and more. And plus these 2024 Grammy nominations is out here in these streets, okay? So we got to talk about that, too, okay? I got a lot to talk to y'all about, okay? Oh, Lord, okay? So we'll be back in a moment. Meanwhile, let me see, what am I going to play? Hold on, y'all. I I don't even got it down, but I'm going to play, all right? Uh, Let's see. All right, so we can go out, let's see, I had, you know what, y'all know how I'll be doing, I'll be having what I'm going to play, and then it'd be, you know, I'd be on the, a whole nother, another thing, I was, I'm like, where's the, okay, so we're going to play, um, you know what? I should have had. I wish I would have had a crossing song. I did not have a crossing song. I'm sorry for y'all. Okay. So let's play Storm Lenny Kravitz. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a second, y'all. I'll be back in a moment.
4: We gotta let this one breathe, you Just let it breathe for a second.
3: Just play. Be on the planet and the stars You're the only one that could take me this far I'll be forever searching for your love
1: Guys, that's Lenny Travis with Storm along with JC. It's the CC Show. I am back. We are having a hot topics late night discussion. Okay, I just gave my ode to Bishop Carlton Pearson, and also I talked about my own surgery this week. <clears throat> you guys have to go to the archive and catch up with all of that. Okay, all right. So there's a couple of things I want to address
0: <laughs> that I saw out
1: last week. Okay. Let me talk about, it. first of all, let me tell y'all what I've been watching on TV, okay? Let me, oh, let me tell y'all about today, okay, because I've been laying up, you know, I've been resting because, you know, because it's surgery and everything, and this week, today, I've been watching all the Housewives. I saw Housewives of Miami, Housewives of Beverly Hills, <laughs> Real Housewives of Potomac, and Married to Medicine. Child, these people that got me addicted again. Oh my God, it was so good. I was like, Whoa, okay. I was like, Whoa I mean, I was really I mean, these I mean these people done wrote me wrote me in. I was like, Oh my goodness So it was very interesting. I was watching all them crazy people tonight, okay? I watched it up to the thing, I was like, Wow, I mean So much going on on the Miami housewives. Oh, my goodness. And the Beverly Hills housewives. I was like, I didn't realize they were that good because I never paid that much attention to them. But, oh. Wow, good. And you know what I didn't, I refused to watch years ago, Married to Medicine, because I saw them fight one time years ago. I only watched one episode, and I said, nope, 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 And I would see little stuff over the years. So I was like, I refuse to see doctors and doctor's wives and fighting and stuff like that. But this show was actually, Shorty Had Tonight was actually really, really good. And it's interesting because Quad, who has been on there for years and was one of the big dogs on there, like a Nini or something, to married medicine, she is. Um, she she divorced her husband, and her husband's is remarrying, and they brought her the new girlfriend on, and it's very, she's much younger. And one of the things that was funny tonight, she said they was asking her what's the best thing about being engaged, and she goes, "Having access to the money." I'm like, "Come on, really?" This a "Oh, this is a mess." I hope he got a prenup. <laughs> and then they done bought Phaedra, messy Scarpio, Phaedra, over on uh, Married to Medicine Yeah, and Phaedra, let me just say, Phaedra be looking good and dressing her tail off, okay? All right, so I so I'm, I'm loving it. So that's one of the things I was watching. I was catching them on all the housewives. Uh, then I did get to see, uh, I was watching an interview with a vampire, and a new one. It was very interesting. I really felt that it interesting. I binge watched that one. It was really good. Very and I've been watching the the fall of the the fall of the House of Usher about this family, uh, uh all the kids in this family getting killed. It's kind of a weird, like spooked out kind of show. <laughs> On Netflix. It's really weird. I I don't quite get what it's about yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been watching that. But I really liked Interview with the Vampires, the new version. It was very interesting. I, You know, I don't know if I'm going to be looking for season two. <laughs> it was a lot, but very interesting, okay? So actually, speaking of this, okay, what got me interested, because I saw um, an interview with the Vampires, because I saw Maxwell posted something a couple of weeks ago about scary movies. And I thought it was interesting what he had said. He was talking about – um uh i don't know why why they use other like black country sometimes and sometimes at the beginning of scary movies I mean, let me pull this up because so i meant to address this a couple of weeks ago but i didn't come back on the show so i didn't address it but he was like watching Exorcist i don't know who watched the exorcist <laughs> like, i hate the original exorcist it's two movies i'll play with okay exorcist first one <laughs>
0: And Freddy Krueger,
1: I'm like nothing to mess with my dreams. Don't be muscle. Don't be don't be don't be messing around with my damn dreams. Okay, I don't play that. <laughs> but yeah, I, the new when I saw the new the previews for the new exorcist, I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> like I love thrillers, like stuff like uh, interview with a vampire thrillers, that are like they may be scary movies, but they tend to be deep have meaning in some sort of weird odd way okay like you know but i don't like uh just uh, uh we just really spooked out exorcism so <laughs> no okay but he says this on his post he put this a few weeks ago he said watch an exorcist believer and he has a roguing eye almost he said why are they in haiti opening scene why is haiti always you the epicenter of darkness and evil when it's absolutely the opposite freedoms free is of many books uh three years of many the english french and the spanish gave weapons to the neighboring um enslaved country stop okay there is a reason why i don't think yes i do i do think there has i found that interesting that he said that while i find it interesting uh what he said uh and i do believe sometimes they do use race uh sometimes has uh, you know, a lot of times people will use race, you know, uh, as for evil. Black, the black race has the, has the images of evil and stuff like that. But I really believe that most people have a really good reason. Sometimes where you see it in scary movies and spiritual movies, where you'll see black black movies use Africa, you know, certain places in Africa. Um, even like New Orleans is using the backdrop of of, of the new uh, uh, interview with the vampire and stuff like that, because black people are very spiritual around the world, especially Africans, African people. I mean, I remember years ago this particular big time bishop. in again, when I was at ORU, big time bishop at. Um, at, that was over over the cer uh, he was a bishop over this at in this certain country in Africa, and he was talking about how certain things spiritually they could not bring that we were experiencing in America. He was talking to other ministers I was happening to be his person helping him that day when I was working for Lindsay Robertson. I remember him having this discussion with other ministers, and he said there were certain things that they couldn 't bring spiritually revivals that we had in America like during that time um at uh in in charismatic churches and stuff like that, people were having laughing like a laughing thing where people would be laughing and falling out in the spirit of God. And he was saying, Well, we can never bring that specific thing to this certain part of Africa because he said we deal with witchcraft in a very different way and part in that in that to uh with- certain things in witchcraft and everything like that. It was very interesting what he was saying, but what he was saying is basically in America. There, there's a, let me, how can I explain this? I'm going to go to the Bible real quick. There's this part in the Bible where Jesus is doing miracles, right? And they, they, thought, they talk about how Jesus couldn't do miracles in Nazareth, in his hometown, because people just really was not buying the son of Mary and Joseph. In some sort of prophet, right? And that's where we get the whole idea of when Jesus said a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. And they say Jesus could do very little miracles in Nazareth because people simply just didn't believe. they like, ain't that very son? <laughs> you know, like they knew him, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, so they couldn't believe that he was the son of God or do he could do miracles. Well, that's certain how it is in certain spiritual places. Like in America, you don't see as many spiritual things done or things – because we're skeptics in America. We're skeptics about the spirit world. It doesn't mean that the spirit world isn't around us. It doesn't mean that the spirit world isn't functioning. Okay, just because you don't believe it doesn't mean it doesn't, isn't functioning, isn't moving isn't breathing like even even in certain like in new orleans when i go to new orleans new orleans is one of my favorite places in the united states i love new orleans okay i just love to feel but you can feel the spiritual energy when you're walking into new orleans you can feel it all around you just like you could feel it's a very spiritual place there's certain places like that in 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 just in different places in the world, I've never been out of the country, but uh from what I've told been told like places like in Africa and stuff like that, they're more likely because they're more open to the spiritual realm in certain parts of those countries and stuff, and they've seen spiritual things happen in places like Haiti. Haiti is very spiritual, so Haiti would be very open to the spiritual world in a way that other countries would not be because. It is very it it, it it is a lot of black people or people of color tend to operate more in, um, more into uh, spirit realms of things, and that's why sometimes people tend to use those countries because um, uh, those countries have a lot of spiritual things going on, especially the especially in the history of Haiti. Okay, in the history of Haiti, you know. Um, there's a lot there. I mean, there's uh, not only uh, uh, just but there's the history of voodoo, Catholicism, um, very open to the spiritual realms. even stories about from the locals of sometimes even walking around at nights in Haiti and things like that. It isn't evil. It's just very spiritual, a very spiritual place. So that's why I just want to say that even 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 black America in the South, Okay, certain places in the South in Black America, like New New Orleans, some places in Mississippi and places like that, very spiritual because we're spiritual people. One of the reasons people said the Klan used to wear hoods was because they 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 said that, that it would it would scare us because we were black people because black people were spiritual and believed in ghosts. So it's a very spiritual plane, a very spiritual place, okay? So you have a lot of spiritual things that go on that have where you see things, um, the eye gate literally sees the spirit realm sometimes, whereas in America you don't get to see it as much because you don't believe as much. But people, where there tends to be a lot of people of melanin with black, cult, black Americans and stuff like that. Just like even, even in Mexico, people talk about the Day of the Dead and stuff like that, very spiritual holiday. Okay, so I'm just saying where the and it's not that the Europeans don't have places like this too, but it's mostly, especially you see this a lot in black countries because black countries are very open to the spiritual realm. Even the way we we, we treat music as sacred, we sing, we, we uh, move, everything, okay? Very, we're a very spiritual group of people. So it doesn't surprise me that they use places like Haiti has opening meaning, exorcism, or they use places like uh, – I missed you the exorcism, and I don't want to see it – or places like Africa and stuff like that because those places – are very open to the spiritual realm of things and a lot of spiritual movements and things happen in those areas. Okay. So this is my personal opinion. I thought I thought that was interesting, so I wanted to talk about that and get on that. I thought it was really interesting when I saw him uh discussing that, okay. Um say so about something else. Okay. So what's next we need to talk about out here? Okay, the scary movies. okay, let's talk about Biden being, uh, Trump being still ahead of Biden in the polls, despite, you know, uh, uh, Democrats winning in just, like, surely Democratic states. But a lot of people are saying that Biden is in big trouble, okay? And Trump hasn't even been out here hardly talking on nothing, okay? And he's still running ahead in some polls. Now, I believe I'm a person because I got my right to my beliefs. I believe something happened last, that last election. I actually don't believe that Joe Biden won the last election. But I also believe that America has had a number probably of elections that have probably been not just that election, but a number of elections where there's possibility of cheating. And I have the right to think that. It's not crazy, okay? I don't think it's far at all. <laughs> right? It's just my belief. But it says Biden disputes polls showing him trailing Trump in battleground states. Okay. Now, I believe this is according to Fox News. Now, I believe maybe they try to set something up because the way I hear about how people are so against Joe Biden out on these streets right now and the money and gas and stuff, listen, if he wins an election again, that's a, that'll be a shocker. Okay. That will be, I will be telling people they need to check these uh, certain things because it would seem, that would seem wrong. Okay. But it says, this is according to Fox News, reporters confronted President Biden about polls showing him well behind former President Donald Trump in five out of six major battleground states on Thursday. Fox News White House correspondent Peter Ducey. Let me see. Did I got this on right, y'all? So y'all can hear me. I'm hoping y'all hear me. Okay. Peter uh, uh, Ducey pressed Biden regarding the role of abortion in the upcoming 2024 election as well as his rivalry with Trump. Multiple polls have shown Trump with significant leads over Biden in major swing states. And I'm hearing more black people talk about voting for Donald Trump. Now, listen, I don't think it's any more ridiculous to vote for Donald Trump than I do think it's any more ridiculous to vote for a Democrat. I'm an independent. And I voted vote both, both ways, okay. And I don't I'm not against people voting for Trump. I'm not against people voting for as long as you got your reasoning and your reasoning, um, is thought out for you, okay. But uh, yeah, so it, it doesn't you know. But most of people be like Trump. You you vote for Trump like just making it seem like you're dumb because you want to vote for Trump. Most people think that Black Americans dumb for voting for Biden at ninety percent, and we nothing's changed. But I digress. Okay, so it says multiple polls have shown Trump was significant leads over Biden in major swing states, and a lot of people are saying that there are more Black people. He might ha he may swing the Black vote so, so much, about uh, fifteen to twenty percent, they think. And if that if he does that, that's unprecedented. Okay, but it says why why do you think it? it it is that people should be more concerned about abortion access than your age, Juicy is I don't think it's a comparable comparison, Biden responded. Why do you think it it, it is that you're trailing Trump in all these swing state polls, Juicy ass? Because you don't read the polls. There are 10 polls. Eight of them, I'm beating them. Okay, right. You guys only do two. CNN, New York Times, check it out. We'll get you a copy by the series. Another reporter impressed Biden asked me, You don't believe you're losing in a swing states. No, I do not Biden said. Okay, listen, dude, with high inflation, high gas, all these things, if you win the presidency again, I would say it is certainly a falsity. If you win a presidency and all the stuff that's going on in the Middle East and how you've handled Afghanistan and all this stuff, oh, my God, that would be very – I would not believe it again, okay? But it says Trump leaves Biden in Nevada, Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, and Pennsylvania by margins. Of four points or more. Meanwhile, Biden leaves Trump just forty-seven to forty-five percent in Wisconsin. Okay, so this should be interesting. We'll keep watching this and see how it goes over the next year uh, uh, with Trump. Only thing I hate about the situation with Trump is I don't like unfairness, and it has nothing about because people say you are you know you are conservative. I voted listen, I voted Republican before too. I voted Democrat, Republican. I voted Green. I've voted a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, But that doesn't mean that. No, I just don't like unfairness. Uh, I don't like when people put, when you don't let somebody run fairness. Like, I don't like all this court stuff going on with Trump, Democrats bringing up. Because it seems like you're bringing up all this stuff, and it's you're politically, it seems like you're politically fighting them. It even just looks bad to do that. If you would have did it right when he came out of office. It would have made sense, but they did not. But close to elections, that seems suspect. And it seems unfair that you're trying to bring up all these fraud charges and all kinds of things. It seems like you're usually, usually trying to politically uh, uh, persecute him. And I think that is horrible. But the American people are so asleep and so tired and so frustrated with day-to-day life, they're just not paying attention anymore. And that's scary. What's scary right now for us as Americans and where we're at, okay? This is my personal opinion, all right? All right, y'all, child, let's talk about uh, Lauren Hill. Child, I could not wait. Okay. I could not wait to talk about Lauren Hill's ass, okay? I just could not wait. I can't believe y'all still be going, uh, 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 y'all still going to this person's concert? I just, this person with one album in a possible. I don't understand what y'all doing. And the way she talks, she's just so disrespectful. It was just time to have this conversation about Lauren here. I've had this conversation on here before, but I'm going to have it again because we need to have it. Okay? Now, Laura Hill the other week said, this is uh, November 6th, she says, Lauryn Hill responds, according to Yahoo.com, says, response to being late for shows. Y'all lucky I make it on this blood-wrought stage every night. I don't know what she's talking about. Okay, Lauryn Hill has addressed her persistent lateness at shows during her tour in celebration of the 25th anniversary of her debut album, The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. According to Complex, the singer performed in Los Angeles on Saturday after showing up late to the show, she spoke to the crowd about her tiredness. Yo, y'all lucky I make it to this, blood, to it, make it on this blood rock stage every night. He said, I don't do it because they let me do it. I do it because I stand here in the name of God and I do it. Okay, see, I don't like when people do that. You trying to abuse your God, whatever your God calling, and trying to abuse people's time and stuff. But I'm about to get on her in a minute. Because says, God is one who allows me to do it, who surrounds me with, with family, community, and was no support. When the album sold so many records and no one showed up and said, hey, would you like to make another one? So I went around the world and I played the same album over and over and over and over and over again because we're the survivors and we're not just the survivors, we're thrivers. All right, let me play, let me play,
0: where's she at? Let's play this, let's play this foolishness real quick.
1: Cause we got it up. Oh, I don't know. Y'all got. Let's see if he's fine. Hey, hold on. Oh, let's see. Um. got that audio because I feel like people need to hear what she said so I can go on before I go in on her Um, hopefully we'll have the audio I have the audio so y'all can hear Up. Cause this is y'all gotta quit going to people and be celebrities and letting them talk crazy. That's ridiculous I mean we're we're letting a lot of stuff slide in the name of celebrity. It's really uh ridiculous, and Lauren Hill is no different; she's really been out here floating and ain't really out there I, you know. It's ridiculous with some of the stuff that's going on. So so let's see if we can find her. Get her on here. Okay, enough You know what, let me just say this Okay, she had her kids up there And you know, mama's up there And good and great and all that And kids are sharing that for her. No, Lauren no, Lauren, you're not going to use God. you like an abusive. Preachers used to do that back in the day. Abusive preachers would be in a church and be like, well, see, that's why you don't talk about me and what I'm doing. They'd be stealing money from the church and doing all kinds kind of stuff. God said, touch not my anointing. Do my profit no harm and all that stuff. Yep, mm-hmm, Okay, whatever, okay? They would do that to try to scare people from not speaking up from being abused. But here's the deal, Lauren. You're not no prophet. You just made one prophetic
0: like type of album
1: and then you abandon your post and start doing because you were scared because people started talking about this is my personal opinion you scared to release another album because people said you didn't really write the one you put out allegedly okay so i think you've been scared i do it in the name of god i do it in the name of god no not on nobody's time not on being late and people, y'all should quit letting this girl run around here, and go, y'all paying money to go see her, and allowing her to talk crazy to you, like she all of that. Oh no, no, I'm about to cut time. Oh See, I didn't want to go here about Lauren here. I've been here. I went here before, a couple of times. She's talking about she's so spiritual, okay. And I don't talk about spiritual people. We ain't none of us perfect out here. We all got our ish. okay. Let me talk about Miss Little Miss Spirituality, Little Miss In the Name of God. Okay. First off, Laura Hill, the miseducation people question whether you even wrote some of it or not, or wrote all of it or not. Then the next thing you love to do is out here, Miss Thingies, you love people's husbands. I don't want to even go there because we all ain't nobody perfect. You understand? We all got mess in our life. But this helper right here is trying to speak. Like she got some authority,
0: okay?
1: Running around here, and then she went around here with Rohan. All them years, he was her spiritual husband, and he wasn't even married to her. And then he ended up no marrying another life. Let me talk. I'm telling y'all, y'all is not going to let this woman keep defrauding y'all. It's fraud. Now, I don't want to say. At first, I was down. I love me some Lauren Hill for years. I was defending her like y'all was, was yeah, see her. She comes she's but now, now she's just gone and weird and strange. And out here talking about, in the name of God. Oh
0: y'all, lucky y'all get on this uh, Like, no, you lucky that these people come to pay to see your fraud ass. Okay, you lucky they still come. You, you, you who could who was in jail for not paying your tax. Girl, you better get out of here. You better quit talking crazy to us. Be grateful. Be humble. Read her receipt. Read
1: her receipt. She's a mess, a hot mess. Had her her child out here talking about how she watched her parents fight all the time, and it was making her – remember not that allegedly not too long ago? And I'm not saying, listen, I understand some of the most spiritual people in the world, including myself, we've got all kinds of messes in our lives, okay? But that's why you stay humble. You understand you ain't perfect. You understand you you got some message. But this chick comes out on stage. They talk about her being late. They talk about her being late. But y'all better be glad I get out here on this live rock stage every night. I don't do
0: it because they let me do it. I'll do it in the night. No, you do it because they let you do it. And namely the fans that you do it, which are weird, okay? The
1: fans about, a lot of fans about to the hype of that old-ass miseducation of Lauren Hill that you've been running around here seeing off of for 25 and 30 years, girl, because you're really scared, because you might, the people might be telling the truth about you. You might not have wrote much of that album. Did you write it? Because, you know, people saying that's what happened, that you really didn't write a lot of that. That's what I think going on. Okay. With your messy stuff. Okay? Messy. No, you messy. Okay? You messy. You try to eat out there in the big 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 old balloon dresses and stuff like that. But this is the same chick that was going whitecliff. He's married. Yes, she was. And then was with this other man, Ronnie claiming she was married and he wasn't married and some people were saying and he they wasn't never married and some people were saying he was married allegedly so let me get started talking about this chick because she trying to out here talking about she in the authority of god that's why she can be late to everybody that's why she can do whatever she want to do with a trifling ass no you're just trifling okay you trifling and ain't nobody called you out on it Because people been thinking you spiritual and you ain't spiritual, Lauren. Now you just done got weird. At one time you was, but now you done got weird. You just weird and just out here talking crazy. And anybody go pay to see you is dumb as crazy, It's dumb as hell. After telling, after you saying that you can be late because you out there on the authority of God. God ain't gave you no new word in thirty years, Lauren you out there on authority of God, you ain't got no new words.
0: See y'all got, see y'all got a peat
1: game with people. Y'all can't be, see you can't let Lauren Hill talk no crap to you, okay? Cause really she basic, she's a basic. I mean, really she's a basic. When you look at her, she's kind of a basic bitch. You really, you really look at it. No, no, I'm really saying I hate to say this. Man, it's breaking my heart to say this. But it's really true. I don't really want to say, but I hate when people get arrogant. When you should be humble, when you should be out there being like, y'all, I know that I'm late sometimes coming. I'm just so grateful, and I thank God that y'all still come see me, that y'all still pay for me so I can pay my bills, so I can take care of my family, so I can take care of community. Now, this helps, but she gets up there yelling. And I'm out here on the authority at God. And, and she tried to butter you up at first and try to bring her mama out there and, you know, trying to be, you know, because my mama, and then she went left. And then she went into her arrogant, nutty-ass self. And really, she she looked like she done really, she need med- medication. I'm just be honest with you. I'm going to tell the truth. See, this is because people be going out after, she, she's not coming out with humility and, be, and gratefulness and being thankful. She she don't really understand what she is. When you understand it, you just dust. When you understand it, you ain't nothing. You be really grateful for things and grateful for people. I joke and stuff. I be talking like, yeah, I'm cute. I'm looking good and all that stuff. I be playing, you know. But, but there is a humility to when people bless me. There's a humility to my life. There is a humility. I always be laughing. I always laugh, and I tell my friends, I said, but by the grace of God, like sometimes we be talking about, you know, we'll see people out here doing horrible stuff. And I say, man, if God had God had grace on my life, it was, I was blessed. I was blessed that my grandparents opened their home to me. I was blessed that my grandparents decided to raise me up as their child. You know what I'm saying? I was so blessed in so many ways that I had a village around me of people to love me. But by the grace of God, I could have been the chick on the street on crack or on drugs and all that stuff. You, when you start thinking you all of that, when you really, 'cause because you really know you just one mistake or one thing away from mess, okay? Listen, because I be telling people, I'm a mess. Let me tell you right Okay, listen, here. I'm messy. It is by the grace of God, okay? And so when I see women like her, Lauren Hill, and she get up here and she start talking to y'all like she crazy and thinking you're supposed to, you just supposed to spend your money going to her concert. She could be late and she could do whatever she wants to. And she come out here like she's speaking on some sort of authority. What kind of authority are you speaking on, girl? What kind of authority are you speaking on? Because we really can go to what you really are. You're a great songwriter. You're a great artist. You've been a great. You've done some great things, but really, you've done. You've been you some. You've been some doing some basic bitch stuff behind the scenes too. For all that spirituality stuff, you really kind of basic, and that's why you should be grateful that these people are still coming to your concerts, knowing what they know about you. Still coming to your concert, still listening to you, still honoring the music, still honoring who you uh
0: uh
1: who you are, still honoring you, even in your weird, look like psychotic clown state. People still wanna believe in you. And you should be humbled by that. Like people's time ain't important. Like people who spend their dollars, you spend, people spend $200 some dollars, $300 some dollars a ticket to come
0: see you. Somebody that night may be at the concert. It might be they last night. They last week. They last day. And they don't even know it, but they've come to see you. And you
1: get out here with your arrogant, tired, basic and basic non-paying taxes. People will marry me an ass, and say, "I'm here on my authority of God." You
0: know what? I'm just,
1: you know, I don't, I not mean to do that, God. I really didn't, I really didn't mean to call her out. Cause we ain't, like I see, ain't nobody perfect. I got my own, but this shit, I'm tired. I don't like that. This she's a basic bitch, and she's coming out on stage and making y'all believe that she is, she, she, she's abusive. She's an abusive artist, and using her gifts in an abusive way, and not understanding the depth of what you carry. Somebody is spending maybe they last few moments at your concert, and you decide you your punk ass going to be late. You want to be late. You want to fuck with everybody's time, because ain't nobody's time valuable but yours. And all these basic shit you've been allegedly doing all these years, please don't let us go to pick out the papers and talk about all this basic shit she did. And she want us to buy into her act. She want to tell us she here on the authority of God. Her basic ass been out here doing basic shit for the last several years. Basic is basic. This is scared, scared ass. She's trying to deepen up that why she ain't made that miseducation Well, it's probably really because she don't really know how to do another. You got to stop it with the foolishness. That's fine. There ain't nothing great about this chick. I'm done. Okay, I don't do mob support. And I love Lauren Hill. No doubt. I love what Lauren Hill stood for. I love the imperfectness of Lauren Hill, the flawedness of Lauren Hill. But when it's turned to be arrogant and it's not caring about your audience, and it's not understanding that people's time is just as valuable as your time? Even in the Bible, when Jesus, when people came to see Jesus and the people was hungry, Jesus fed them. Jesus was cognizant of the people that was around him coming to hear him minister and preach. And that they said had been out there all day long. And he
0: was humbled by that. But your basic bitch ass, okay, think you something great.
1: We didn't lie. We done told her too many lies. We done, told, we done let her ride off of Lauren in 19, what was that year she had, miseducation in 1995, Lauren 1996. We let her ride off of that too long. We done let her ride off of that stuff too long. She ain't big. She is not. She is fraud. And y'all need to quit spending y'all money on the fraud, okay? I'm over it. Ungrateful. That's the one thing I hate. You know how many people would love to have a platform like Lauren Hill? You know how many people who wanted to be singers, artists, and have a chance at just a moment of
0: an audience just really, I mean like that is a it is such a
1: i I can't imagine it must be has an artist, this is just my personal opinion, and maybe I'm wrong, God, I don't know, but it should be such a humbling experience for you when you are.
0: People are coming to see you do your work. Like, people are so
1: honored. It's like, people are so love you so much that they would pay money to see what you do. What a humbling moment. Really. What a blessing to be able to be paid and to be honored by a a group of people to come see you. How dare you not honor their time?
0: How dare you misuse
1: and exploit your customer base? I don't care what you did. care what she said she's a weirdo okay and I said it I said what I said see because now it's time to tell the truth for years you know the Bible says love will cover a multitude of sins and you know sometimes love covers a multitude of the junk of who we are you know love we cover Lauren we know Lauren was out here messy she be talking about spiritual on one hand but be messy on the other. We understood that and we understood there was a flawed person, but we still loved her and honored her because she still this flawed person still came out trying to live her life and still trying to uh minister to us. But now she's drank her own Kool-Aid. And she thinks that your time ain't important. She not humbled that she just that by really what she really is. She not humble that like you should be like Lauren on the floor. You should be anytime people show up to see you. You should be like man. You look at look at Alicia Keys over here. Let me, let me, let me just say something. Hold on, hold on, let me stop this. People got mad at Alicia Keys. A lot of Alicia Keys' career went down. Had a hard time after she was going with Twist Beats and he was married to Meshonda or whatever allegedly or you know whatever how that situation went. It went all the way over with and a lot of stuff. A lot of things like that happened. It's said messy world. And her career took a hit. Okay? But Lauren, your messy ass has never took the hit like that it should've.
0: Okay? Like, no, 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 no. Ain't nobody here. the people people have saw you greater than what you really was.
1: Fucking around watching when he had a wife, full ass wife, allegedly but People said, hey, we understand you was in love with him. you loved him, and you, you made a great song about your chick. You know what I'm saying? People, people honored you putting that mess into music and, and trying to get yourself together, and we saw you, that is a spiritual experience you were having, trying to just live and do life. Even when your messy ass wouldn't got room. Talking about she was spiritually married, wasn't we really married, and they said man was still married. Child, don't let me start up as allegedly. So I'm just saying, child, we, people overlooked you. People didn't let your career fall, by the way. So people would still come see your stank ass. And you got nerves enough to stand on somebody's basically say, what you're basically saying is I don't give a damn about your time. Okay? I'm here because I'm God put me here. But God would never God, a God that's a God that's that that's loved and is powerful would never discount other people. What a hideous I, – I'll tell you, she needs to be humble. She really do need to be humble. She really don't remember what the hell she is, okay? And y'all should remember what the hell she is now and not, her, not go see her ass, her tired ass, showing up five and six hours late to stage and 10 hours late and 20 hours late and all this stuff and not understanding that it is by the grace of God that she's there. She's really messy as hell. And I'm not going to mention her tired, I don't have no record in 20 years ass, probably sold that uh, album that she did have, allegedly, from other people and try to get out of credit when other people are saying, we helped you like that, allegedly. Okay, so let her tired ass be out here. And if y'all keep going to see her, then y'all get what y'all get to okay? Going to see the, her messy ass, confused ass, singing all up on stage, just, just spreading out confusion. Last time I saw her, I was like, she's confused with a big old flower on her. she had. Trying to make that, because she tried come off as spiritual. That I tried to be coming off, but that and I got a lot of ish,
0: okay? That's 30 of her problems.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me stop talking about Lorraine here. Lorraine, just disgusted, me.
1: Okay, and I'm, I listen, I, ha, I really hate to go off on people like Lauren Hill like this because I have, for years, I try to overlook, and I would hear bad stories about Lauren Hill. I've heard tons of bad stories about Lauren Hill, okay? But the last several years, I've just got, I had to take an introspective look at her ass. And I was like, okay, she's really arrogant, and she really should be no, there's, she's the last person in the world that should be as arrogant. She should be grateful as hell that people still come out to see her. You should be just praising God that you can still even get on the When you honor God, when you say you're there by the authority of God, and when you honor God, you honor the people that he sends to provide for you. You honor the audience. That's how you know she out of order. Enough of her. Trifling, okay? Nothing else to say about her. Just trifling. I said what I said. Basic bitch, okay? I see. I said, got in the basic bitch. Moving on. Let's talk about
0: Kiki Palmer. Lord. Kiki, Kiki, Kiki.
1: Uh. I just got to go back for a second and play this Steve Harvey moment with Kiki Palmer. I need to find it. Now, this is important because I need you girls. You girls, we get mad at us older women for telling y'all. When we be trying to tell y'all, we be trying to employ y'all to stay away from mess. It can jack your whole life up. We be trying to talk to y'all about these things. And y'all think we be hating, y'all think all kind of stuff. And we just, be really simply trying to help. We be trying, to be like, oh Lord, we don't want to see y'all go down and smoke. We we understand that time in this earthly realm is limited, and and we want y'all to use it to the best of your ability. So I got to play this with when Steve Harvey tried to talk to Kiki Palmer, and how Kiki Palmer sounded about relationships and dating. Okay, listen to this. Okay, <laughs> listen, listen. listen.
0: Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve is always trying to get you with the billionaire. I'm like, Uncle Steve, I don't need the billionaires. I just need some simple, simple stuff. You know, I don't like to mix my industry business with my personal life. I'm just laying low and private love.
5: Uncle well, Steve ain't trying to get you with no billionaire. He's trying to get you with somebody that has a plan to have something. That's yeah. what I keep trying to get you to do. You, you can't quit bringing
0: these. Uncle Cleve loves billionaires. I am going to tell y'all, he do. Every time I, anytime I see Uncle Steve out, he's like, well, I got this guy. He's got a net worth of $300 billion. And he, y'all can really create generation to generation. You need a billion. with somebody with something. <laughs> quit trying to give a boy your lifestyle, and he ain't earned it. Oh, my God.
5: But you know what? Everybody don't start off as billionaires. I'm not a billionaire yet. Everybody don't start off as billionaires, but you got to have a boy that's got a plan to at least be born. I'm not saying you got to be a
0: billionaire. Cause yeah. hell, I ain't a billionaire. And I'm dating some real horrible billionaires, honey. They're not good all the time. Sometimes they're crazy, Steve. That's why I stopped taking good advice. You didn't, you didn't pick the one I, I told you I'm saying the billionaire Because you Because sure. you don't listen to who I tell you. Be you send them five and six otherwise. Well, you be, the one over there and goddamn. I ain't never fought you nobody like that. You're going to sit your crazy ass up here and no, fuck that. See, he knows I'm right. He knows you I'm right. You just a lie. <laughs> she got something to sit up here. The billionaires. Don't believe what he, you He promised you not to sit up here and act like I done turned you on to some bad dude. You do not listen to me. I do. No, you, you told don't. me about <laughs> No, <laughs> I told you, but you. I didn't tell you to go get him. What the hell you go get him? He was from? a millionaire. He had a plan. He was just lying about it all. But, you I didn't. Tell, but I didn't tell you to get him. This is what a lot of y'all
1: smart-ass millennials love to do when y'all don't want to listen. Not millennials, uh, these especially. Okay. Because we've been there, we've been, Steve, like Steve was telling us, she's trying to, and, see, I don't want to, he wasn't just talking about a billionaire. He's talking about a man with a plan, a man who's probably kind, who got some heart, he could treat you right, and all this stuff and all these things. But Kiki was like, spent on her own shit, okay? So let me tell you what Kiki's own shit got her this week, okay? Kiki Palmer accuses ex-Darius Jackson of domestic violence, filed for restraining order and custody of son. This is according to People Magazine. Kiki Palmer is requesting sole custody of her eight-month-old son, Lee Otis, whom she shares with Darius Jackson after alleging the child's father has been physically abusive
0: on multiple, on multiple occasions. On Thursday. Lenope
1: Actress 30 filed a request for a domestic violence restraining order in Los Angeles, according to documents reviewed by people. In the California Superior Court, Fallon Palmer alleges that on Sunday, Darius trespassed into my home without my knowledge or consent, threatened me, and then physically attacked me, lunging for my neck, striking me, throwing me over the couch, and stealing my phone when I told him I was going to call the police. She also included screenshots of what appears to be security footage of a man striking a woman over a sofa. Palmer alleges that Jackson, 29, has abused her multiple times over a two-year period. Another incident was allegedly recorded on home security footage, February 13, 2022, when Darius body slammed me onto the stairs by my neck. In the decoration, Palmer alleges there were many instances of physical violence, including striking and grabbing me around the neck, descriptions of Darius destroying my personal property, including diaries and prescription eyeglasses, throwing my belongings into the street, throwing my car keys to prevent me from driving away, hitting my me in front of our son, spewing profanities about me to our son, threatening to kill him. now that's a, a baby, okay? Kill, threatening to kill himself with a gun if I left him. Listen, I always tell women if they threaten to kill themselves, they will keep. They will kill you. Okay, uh, and other physical, emotional abuse. People, I was unable. To, uh, people was unable to reach reps for Palmer's uh, uh, Jackson or uh, uh, Jackson for comment. Now we've still seen footage, and a lot of people have been seeing screenshots of this. Uh but it says Palmer went on the stage during the incident on Sunday. Jackson came to her home to take the others to a football game, but the eight month old was not home because he had gone with Palmer's sister to visit family. After a verbal disagreement, Jackson allegedly knocked me backwards over the couch, stole my phone out of my hands and then ran out of the house. Now she said everything was canceled on a security camera. <sighs> Kiki Palmer, she's hard-headed. But it doesn't excuse nobody giving her, nobody got the right to put hands, their hands on her, or her. But she says, there's grabbed my prescription. I got straight from me, threw them on the ground, stomped on them. He then opened my bag, threw all my belongings into the pavement in the rain, and car keys across the parking lot before he got in his own car and drove off. She also alleges that he would love bomb her. The abuse during our relationship was not just physical but emotional and manipulative. The finding of the restraining arteries various with love by me and made me feel like I was the most important woman in the world. That's why she's out here right after Usher having dinner and lunch. And I told you about Virgos, dark, dark-sided Virgos. We talked about that a couple of shows ago, okay? Um, I spoke with one person too long or looked at someone in a certain way. He was throwing off in a rage, telling me I was a slut or a whore, accusing me of cheating on him. <laughs> Wow! So she had literally been getting her ass kicked by this man for two years, and she done had a child with this fool. Okay, this it says that abuse had went on for two years. But Kiki decides that she's going to get pregnant by this week. Now, babies are a blessing. But babies are meant to bring some wisdom to your ass, okay? And this man, she's a celebrity now. Kiki can get, Kiki, Kiki, this is, first of all, and listen, it's a blessing he did not kill you. Because, you know, I had a friend, I had a person who I, uh, I won't say, who I was talking to for a long time, friend of mine. And I remember one morning I came to a situation with her, and she was and She asked me to take her to a store and stuff like that. And I took her, I said, what's going on? What happened to your car? And she said, oh, this morning he would not let me out of the house. He was threatening to kill me. I mean, threatening to kill himself in front of our child. I remember I said to her, I said, girl, I said, that is nothing to play with. Oh, well, he was threatening to hurt himself. I said, if he on, if he kill himself, he will kill you too. You can't play with somebody who's threatening to kill themselves in front of your baby. This is a sad situation. And I hate I'm sad for Kiki Palmer because Kiki Palmer is one of the last there's a lot of women that can't get out of shit. There's a lot of women stuck in marriages and stuck in relationships that are abusive because they ain't got no money, ain't got nowhere to go. And I understand abuses happens to wealthy people and stuff too. But listen, Kiki, I've gotta give her take tell her to take I gotta get to her first. She got to take some responsibility for the bullshit because she was out here playing with the bullshit a little bit afterwards. I had him all the time. Tell him about Virgo. Tell him about this. That. Tell him about this. That. You know, and telling people to to leave her, you know, stay out of her business. The reason why she wanted people to stay out of her business is because she's getting her ass kicked. Now, I'm hoping that she's learned the lesson. And that she heals from this. This person if he's if he is done what he what people allegedly are saying this was him on that video, he is a monster and he's crazy. And if I was her, I'd be definitely moving out the place I'm at because he's a nuts case. You don't know you don't know what he's capable of, okay? If he's, uh, if he's allegedly done what they saying he's done, child, you better get it, because he, he's a nut. They already said they're massing the hand over his gun. But what scares me about her is that she was in this shit for two years, and she had a baby. She has an eight-month-old baby with him, and this mofo been hitting on her for two damn years. Now, I, I know it's a lot of women. He's a colonizer. Sometimes when you're abused, you can't get out of the relationship. I guess I don't got that gene in me. I got my, day, you know, gay style family gene. I'm listening. You is not gonna be hitting. Throw me over the couch. You better never go to sleep around me. Don't want to go sleep. You Don't want to eat. one thing to trigger my ass is being scared of somebody being scared of somebody and somebody trying to abuse I don't like abusers. I hate abusers I got it my trigger, my ass will be triggered okay My ass will be gladly on the i b
0: channel Can't push you.
1: I had an incident where I was younger, long an incident, I remember telling the person, I said, you better do what you going to do. Cause you don't want me to get up? So all I see is read. I'm an academic. Oh, I, I knew. I said, never. I can't have that in my life. I understand that some women... I'm physically abusive relationships, and if you are in a physically abusive relationship, please get out because it doesn't just affect you. It affects your family, your friends, your loved ones, everything, and it is ultimately your responsibility to get out of some some crazy shit that you done got yourself into for the protection of your child and everything else. But listen, you women cannot afford to be around crazy. Kiki Palmer got it going on. Why are you with a dude? whooping your ass. See, that's why I say I'm crazy I don't know. I think that's crazy because, you know, if I was keeping Palmer, I'd be done hire somebody for his funky ass. But he came I had, I'd be having the person hiding in my face. so when he get ready to act the food, as soon as he threw me over that couch, I would have came out and beat his monkey ass. <laughs> <laughs> I say he's no. That's why I sound too crazy for that kind of stuff. He can't be hitting me and throwing me over couches. I just, Lord, thank you, Lord, that I ain't never ran into nobody. I'd be more scared for them than myself. Okay? That's wild. That's wild. And this is why Steve Harvey was telling her what she was telling her. Okay, This is why Steve Harvey was saying what he was saying to her. And you little girls out here who you messing with these dudes who don't get, who ain't really got they self to get. A man needs to be a man. A man needs to, to build his own shit, get his shit together and stuff like that. You coming in there trying to be Miss Captain Saber Ho never works. Give a man time to build his own stuff, get his life together and stuff. He This dude, this dude you could tell from when he got online and was saying, you a mother though and all that stuff. He, was saying, he already had issues with what she did, her life, her success. Okay? But a lot of times what goes on, and I'm going to just say this, and this is not to blame women or the victims or anything, but a lot of times women don't want to get themselves together. And they'll go. They'll settle for somebody like a Darius who ain't really got shit going on because you don't really want to do the work on yourself to get the to uh, get the quality of man that you need to get so you can quit being attracted to a fool that's gonna throw you over a couch and beat your ass and choke you and shit and squ- and, and, and 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 step on your glasses and shit like you
0: need that. You. Can. That's some crazy shit. But a lot of times women don't want to work on that thing. And you get caught up in a mess like
1: this because you don't want to work on self. You don't want to time the coochie cat down and work on self,
0: yourself together. And allow that man to get himself together.
1: Now she she out here in the streets. She gonna have to fight for custody. She gonna probably be looking over her shoulder because he seems like he's crazy as hell. Just sad. I gotta get it together, ladies. Work on yourself. work on caring for yourself loving yourself
0: if you have
1: a certain type of man you want or something like that and you got to get your bring yourself up so you can get what you want what you need for your life don't settle for somebody who's throwing your ass over a chair and then you so desperate for a child you're gonna get pregnant by somebody who's throwing their at your asses over chairs who's kicking your ass, who's smashing your glasses, who's calling you sluts and stuff like that. Child, please. You got to believe you worth more. And it's so sad because Kiki Palmer was going around here looking, living her best life, looking her best, but she was secretly getting her ass kicked.
0: It's just sad.
1: there was not really she was looking empowered but there was really wasn't any empowerment and that shows you people go through stuff every day. Be going through things you think they you think certain things be going on in people's lives, but people be sometimes at some lowest point. We wouldn't have never thought I would well no, I would have thought I did think
0: after he how he put my thing out there, I was a little suspicious that he could be a little crazy, okay? But
1: it's just sad. I'm, sm- I'm smacking in y'all Ignore me. It's late. Um, this is sad, and you do not want to ignore the signs of a crazy person. And you, the last thing you gun girls want to do out here is have babies when you realize somebody is not. Right in their head, don't get pregnant by them because you, the, you bring the baby into the danger, okay? Now, baby girl, like I said, baby girl blessing, if you already got your child there, then let your child be a motivation to get you out of situations like that so that your child won't be a witness to abuse. And if you won't mess your kid up before they, you know, before they even get grown, you, man, just sad situation, sad situation. I'm hoping, praying for her, if you get her mind right and getting herself out of that. Even her mama was going off about the situation. And you don't never hear her mama speak. So I knew it was tough. You know, her mama's out here in the streets, Okay. Yeah, we had a little technical difficulty. Sorry about that, but I was talking about the Kiki Palmer situation, everything, and just be careful uh, with uh, uh, with having abusers around. Try to listen, uh, get the right get right people in your life, okay? But we were talking about me alone having an interview this week with Jeezy, okay? And uh, this is from TheRoot.com. dot com. It says you got to know when it's time to be done. Jeezy, me along compare notes on their public breakup. The my president rapper and the best man story have a fascinating discussion about their high profile splits. Okay. Um, the my president rapper revealed that he and Jenny Ma tried therapy to save their marriage, telling the Love Jones story. This has not been an easy journey. I can tell you that I'm saddened. I can tell you that I'm disappointed. I can tell you that I'm uneasy. God has put me in a different path, and the path is going to entail for me to take care of myself. Let's see what he's saying here. Um, meanwhile, Long explained that her own relationship with we she had to maybe doctor was rocky for a very long time, okay? Uh, she said, my older son saw me trying to keep the family together. The mission that but I had to come to a place where loving myself was bigger and more important than saving anybody, Okay. Uh, the best man actually started how truly amazing black people are reminding me we are the greatest in every room. We are the voices that lead the masses, okay. Why is there this, this male black family? Okay. Let's see what Jeezy Gigi... Okay, this is what Jeezy said. Toward the end of the conversation, Jeezy explains that the reason he wanted to have this moment. With America's sweetheart is because he felt it would be a safe space where he can really be honest about everything. At times when we at our lowest, we need our sisters, Mm-mm. just like we need your you need your brothers. He said that's why this conversation was so real because I hope and I pray that this conversation can open up different conversations in our culture about being there for one another and not being at odds no matter what we've been through. Oh, isn't this something? Black dark meat on the side needs us man, okay? Dark meat on the side leaves us. don't they always come back? They need us <clears throat> Y'all be
0: yeah.
1: black women try to tell Jeannie that it was problematic about Jeannie Ma, but what she had said. And I'm not saying that's the reason why, what the breakup was, but I'm just, I'm saying, and now he's saying, I need my sisters. I need y'all. It's important that we need, and y'all need us, too. I'm just, this is in the something. always me. says, take care of little Mia. So when you see this photo of
0: yourself, what what feelings do you have? So almost like my father. Uh-huh. They... they... If you've done all of this work and you've given yourself that grace and you've given yourself that space to grow and you've given yourself permission to love self, right, then what happens when a man gets to the point where they're just like, okay, I'm filing for divorce?
4: Integrity, intact. I, I can never say anything that would yep. not honor somebody. Absolutely. But I can't change that. This has not been a easy journey. Uh, I could tell you that I'm sad. I could tell you that I'm disappointed. I could tell you that I'm uneasy, right? But again, like God has put me in a different path, and that path is going to entail for me to take care of myself, and to love myself, and to be it best situation, and I can thrive as someone who have been through all the things that I've been through.
0: It's kind of something you can't explain.
4: Yeah, you can't. The real thing is like, you know, I don't like to fail anything. Me either. You
0: know.
4: Anything. I don't want to lose. I don't want to fail. I don't, fail,
0: I don't like, want to fail,
4: especially when I know what you Right. And, you know, if like I sit across from you, like, I can only be responsible for myself. You know, and I can only do um,
0: what I can do. Right? right. I
4: can't expect someone else to you know safe spaces for us and give us a safe space. Really?
0: First, right. I was not. I was. I the way that black people stood up for me, and the way that black women were like, "Oh no, you don't do that to her." I was shocked. Because I didn't realize that what I had done or what I've done in my career had so much impact. You didn't that no, much? not at all. And I'm not even being like, funny.
4: You you're American sweetheart, like it's crazy. Well, Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, you don't know
0: that. I don't. I do not. <laughs> I don't regard myself in that way because but it's always really about the work for me.
4: Well, I'm gonna say this. I feel. Yeah. Like. I'm sitting somewhat up there, and you understand being Talk to you because you know my sister. This is a safe space for me to say what I need to say because at times when we're at our lowest, our sisters, it's like you guys need your brothers. That's why this conversation was so real because I hope and I pray that this conversation can open up different conversations
1: in our culture about being there for each other. No, right, it can open up that we tried to tell you this chick that said she liked her dark meat on the side and all this stuff and you was all right with like, it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with whatever. I'm okay. I'm okay. Now you need your sister. Okay? Man, I need my sister. You my sister. I'm sitting across with oh, black women. We always get roped in, don't we? And me along. me 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 me. Yeah. Why I do feel empathy and sympathy for Nia, Nia did decide, they said, allegedly, that this dude wanted to get married. She did not. Okay. And she stayed in this relationship. Listen, this man was thinking, he was not married to Nia alone. Okay. He had a, 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 they had a committed long-term relationship, but he had, she had no paperwork. Okay. Not that it don't hurt. I understand it do. But, Nia. Oh,
0: Lord. And then, you know, so she said
1: it had been a long time for her and that, that guy. You know, sometimes you be staying and stuff because you know it'll be a long time. You know it'll be, you know it'll be, essentially, sometimes you know it'll be over, but you be trying to hang on, staying there and stuff. Me and Luke, okay? Okay? So, you know, listen you know, just made it just may have stayed a little too long. As far as Jesus is concerned, me and his sisters, I just want y'all to just understand, is this what happens? Is this what happens to us? Our black women, when we try to say stuff, we try to have these conversations in public about to, to y'all about problematic things, and then y'all try to say, "Well, there's not a problem there." Like Jesus said, there wasn't a problem with Jenny Ma saying what she said on the show. You know, he said we discussed that, we discussed. But now here you are across from me alone discussing your divorce, and now I need my, I need my sister like y'all need y'all brother, really. We gonna take, you know what? We gonna take them back. Cause so we do. We give them a safe space. Even though people be using us up like it ain't nothing, don't be caring about us, okay? They claim they do, but they don't. They are 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 protecting us sometimes. It's not important. Or protecting themselves sometimes when we trying to warn them about something. It is what it is. I did not listen to this full interview with Keith, I mean with uh, Mia and him, but I think I'm going to try when I get a chance, okay? And uh, listen to see what it's all about, okay? All right. Um, what else I want to talk about? Yvonne. You know That's what like the girl who's Yvonne Orgy. Orgy? Orgy? They used to be on Insecure. But well, she's talking about her virginity, because she's managed to keep her virginity. She is 39 uh, years old, okay? And she's saying, um, let me see if I can pull it up. Um, she has a, she says, confirming she is still waiting for marriage, 39-year-old actress and comedian Yvonne Orji sent social media into a frenzy, okay? I. Uh, she says, Yvonne Orji... This 39-year-old virgin, despite anyone else's opinion, she's proud of it. This week, a clip of the Insecure Star appearance on Chelsea Handler's podcast did Chelsea resurfaced on social media. During the September 7th episode, the podcast asked Orgy, a devout Christian, if she's still a virgin. I am Orgy responding. Baby, let me tell you, people are like, ah, oh, Yvonne, no, pray for him. Whoever he is, y'all need to start praying for him because there's a lot of pent-up energy in here with me, okay? Both shockingly exciting handler and uh, Labor Orgy is the most original guest the show had ever had on. For well, Orgy who turns forty in December We're discussing her sexual abstinence is nothing to over the course of her career the comedian actually has been great candidate about waiting till marriage to have sex, okay? Um, let me say this about Yvonne Orgy. I am not for women this is just my personal opinion, discussing this like at this for her. uh, uh uh, I like that she chose this idea for a number of reasons, but I also think it should be kept private, private for a number of reasons too. Um, I think what I've seen growing up in the church and stuff that young women start to believe that virginity is a thing that makes you special, right? And you lose the idea behind it. It's the it is the commitment to self love and self discipline, a commitment to God, making a commitment to God, and it start when you when you talk about it publicly. Sometimes I know she's she probably means well, but sometimes it takes on a whole other being and starts to become a whole other beast and personality. Uh, and I put over here the concept of Virginia can be lost a number of ways on my page. I put, when it does, when it does, it turns out to be when it turns out to be on something less than perfect. You can make the person lose sight of. of, of of her worthiness, I know a number of women who lost their virginity to abusers, jokers, etc., and stayed in these relationships because they could not accept the fact they got tricked. Okay, I know a lot of Christian girls okay who got to bad marriages, relationships, and everything because they looked at virginity as oh, I remember having a discussion with one of my friends who had lost her virginity. she had waited she was in her thirties, okay lost her virginity to a guy who was nothing, right? She had about, he was horrible. And she stayed in this thing, this thing with this guy. I mean, he was an abuser, everything. I remember one day having a discussion with her, and I said, well, and me and her was talking, and I said, you know what I think? And she said, yeah. she said, yeah, she said, yeah, she said, she was discussing with me about his abuse and stuff. I said, um, I said, maybe you just need to, except the fact that you got tricked. You gave up your virginity to a joker, and that's that. Quit trying to prove to yourself and to him that he's worthy of what you gave him. He was not. You can see it set her free. Because she... Not that Virginity is. Virginity is, is valuable, but she attached her value onto it, too. So much so that when she lost it and she realized the guy wasn't that great, she kept trying to prove, hey, I, I didn't waste this on the nobody. I didn't waste it on – sometimes you got to say, I wasted it on the choker. Right. And so, but it was the pressure of out there, everybody knowing that she's been waiting and this and that. I felt there were so many pressures added on to all of that that it made it hard for her to let go of a bad relationship. So much of her identity was trapped in this this story of her waiting for her virginity. Right. So I just say this about Yvonne. Orgy, orgy. I, I like that the idea that she's what she's doing, but I also think it's something too that should be kept private for a number of reasons. Also, because how uh, what you get out here and you get married to my and he's not that great, you know. How do you how do you uh, deal with the concept of that you've told the story? You use the story of virginity and all your talks and everything. I'm hoping that she's been able to separate that it is special, but to separate it from herself and the concepts of all that. I hope you all understand what I'm saying, because sometimes women can get caught up, especially young Christian women, in keeping it, keeping their virginity. And if they end up losing it to a situation they thought was going to be good, they'll end up staying in it trying to prove their worthiness because they put so much of their work in virginity. I hope y'all get what I'm, I hope y'all get it. I hope y'all understand what I'm talking about, okay? Hopefully. All right, let's talk about this NBA. I wanted to know my idea about this NBA star reacting to the fact that his wife has an OnlyFans account, okay? This is according to Vibe. It says, Joe Smith was furious after learning that his wife created an OnlyFans. On Sunday, October 29th, a viral video showed the couple in a heated argument over the news. Smith was pacing in the kitchen as he stressed over over her decision to disrespect him. Wife, Keisha Travis, could be seen nonchalantly drinking coconut water and recording his reaction. He then became upset that she was focused on recording his reaction instead of understanding where he was coming from. I can't believe I'm sitting here just finding out. You got an only page, Smith said in the clip. Out of all these years of disrespect that comes with it, you could have talked to me before you did it. That's bullshit. That's fucked up, Keish. I'm telling you, that's fucked up. As they take the conversation upstairs, Travis begins defending her decision. She points out that she isn't doing anything anyone else with anyone else. He should asserts that regardless it's her body, her choice. And how he feels shouldn't matter. Additionally the woman explained that she was doing this type of work before they got together, okay?
3: Oh,
1: Lord. Mm-mm-mm. I have an OnlyFans page, and he's mad because he's just now finding out about it, she said. I'm not doing it with anybody but myself. Oh, Lord. So why should I have to tell you my body, my fucking choice, she said, standing ten toes down. Joe, I've been talking to you about mad things. I've been asking for solutions for shit, and you're not giving me none, so I created one. Lord Jesus. Now... Allegedly, this woman was some sort of porno star before him, okay? Joe, why are you surprised? Like she said, she was doing that kind of work when you found her, okay? Why are you surprised? Because that tell you, you know, I always joke about OnlyFans and stuff like that, but Listen, it tells you what people are willing to do for finances or money. So if she ever felt up against the wall again, you should know that she might go out there and get her own thing account because when you met her, that's how she was getting paid. Okay? So why are you acting like you surprised in these streets? Getting all mad and getting yourself all riled up when you
0: knew what it was when you met her. You know, this girl was doing her stuff ahead of time. I don't understand people. Crazy. You know what it was. That's like I
1: always say to women tonight, if you marry a boy a man out here who is constantly playing on you and you go ahead and marry him and then he end up Plan or you can't be surprised you can't be too they knew what it was this isn't worth me talking about I mean I, plus I think it was a my personal opinion look looked like a publicity stuff especially when she's just running around here taping them and stuff I don't know if I actually believe in okay I just believe it might have been some I, I, you know maybe yet because I mean he already knew that she did this type of thing, okay? Okay. So rumors out in these streets is that NBA legend Dwayne Wade and Ashraf Gabrielle Union are heading for divorce. Now that's the on the low. Now even though they've been tweeting each other and all this, but people are saying. Nah, they secretly been having some issues, okay? But It's according to uh, com. It says they're supposed to be one of the most savvy and powerful couples in the world of entertainment, but Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union might be going through some extremely serious marital issues. According to gossip site, Dux Moy, the former Miami Heat superstar, and his wife are going through some major issues that could end up in divorce. The gossip site also already reported the couple decided to split recently, but the reports haven't yet been confirmed. What was confirmed is that the actress hasn't shared any photos of Wade or her children in over a month—an unusual occurrence for her. She is also posting images of herself and her daughter Kaga. Um Okay, there are many recent posts on both their social media outlets that confirm they haven't worn their rings for some time now. This may be the sunken gun that proves the two are at least going through some, some, some sort of marital issues, but what on earth could be the reason they may be heading for divorce. Both seem to be so happy, okay? Over the past uh nine years, Wade have been married. Let's see. Currently there's been no confirmation of anything related to this report. If the rumors are true, we'll definitely get some more information. Okay, they're still out here trying to say Gabrielle Union and the Wade Wade are secretly not together. That's what a lot of people are believing. A there's rumors there have been rumors that Allegedly That there's another son chick So if he to say side baby child. I don't know I think, the, I think Listen I think they're still together But if y'all want to go with that rumor Go with it Go right ahead. But child That's the rumors out of this truth Okay People are thinking they secretly, uh, they playing games. They really need together, okay? Well, I can see that. I told probably doing some mess like that, okay? I can see her not, uh, just not wanting to deal with it right away and uh, basically saying uh, sh- uh, she's not married, okay? I mean, saying she's married, still with them, okay? All right, okay, so for the last couple of uh Post, let's talk about Jim
0: so the
1: classic man, I'm a classic man, Jadina uh, got on uh, social media and talked about masculinity, toxic masculinity, and Gina reveals he's ashamed of how he's treated women in the past. Let's listen to his feelings of guilt. Here we go. Let y'all hear
5: Driving them along. They built me up. Look at me now. And look at them. If you are creative, I folded you into my artwork. If you were in my artwork, I gave you a job. I gave you a job. I mastered your life. I gave you a house, food, everything you need. I protected and provided for you. I did what men are supposed to do. You know, I remember different quotes. I said, like, just like really manipulative things to say, like, No one's going to love you the way I do. My God, I'm ashamed of it. And that's what makes me angry when I see my brothers do that. We can't do that to to the women that have done so much for us, to even exist. And I saw myself for the first time. All the things I'm saying, now, woo horror. Bit by bit, I stripped myself of my former self. And I swore that the next relationship that I would get in, I will work as hard as love as I worked in my career. I robbed someone of their baby making years, dragging them along. They built me up. Look at
1: me now. And look at them. If you're creative, I folded you into my art. Gina, you didn't rob nobody of their baby making years. They you know, women have to take responsibility for themselves. If they could women can see after a little bit a while, a time when you dragging them on. Okay, and when they just projecting hope on your sorry ass, okay? Now, I'm glad that you came to some decision that you feel bad about love and that you are restoring your life, but basically, you know um I don't know <laughs> uh, I'm glad he's coming to terms with his toxic. Ways, okay. And there's a lot of men out here like this that are toxic. But women, you make that choice. You make these choices with these dudes, okay. You, a lot of women knew Jadina that Jadina uh, that you was dragging their ass alone, okay. They knew it. They knew it. They knew it. But they was hoping beyond hope. I just hope, Dad. I hope he comes true.
0: I hope he gonna say something to me. I hope he gonna tell me what he really feel.
1: Okay But you knew And people have their own motive Sense of motives And situations why they stay in shit so long Okay But then they come out sometimes liking to be the victim Oh, he, was, he knew He knew he wasn't going to marry me You knew he wasn't going to marry you You knew he wasn't shit But you was in the yourself He was you got oh, no, 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 no. You ain't got to wait for nobody. Good for him that he's getting himself together, but he did not rob nobody of nothing. I found that interesting. And somebody, he rubbed somebody, a baby making it. ridiculous. Let's talk about these Grammy Awards. Grammy nominations are out. Victoria Monet, I'm so excited for her. She got nominated for a lot of awards, I think seven of them. Her little baby daughter got nominated, the youngest Grammy Award nominee in history. I do not like children being nominated for Grammy Awards for saying two words on an album. Let me tell you why I don't like that, okay? Because people, these, these these, Grammys are so serious to people. I mean, you got people who get sad, be ready to quit their whole careers and everything, because um, they don't get a nomination for Grammys. The Grammys are so important to artists, and I just feel like it, belitt- it degrades them. when somebody gets nominated for one, like I said, Blue Ivy, brown skin, girl, I say the same thing, you know, Victoria Monet. I, and I love me some Victoria Monet. I just think kids shouldn't be nominated unless they've done something really extraordinary on the album. Like, you know, they your kid is really saying some verses or something, you know? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, but she's got nominated for seven. I think SZA for a lot of them, too. So it would be interesting to see uh, this situation and how it uh, and how it goes. It's Sunday, what is it, February the 4th for the Grammy Awards, the Grammy uh, Awards, I think it's on set. I quit watching the Grammys years ago. They're not that important to me. But for y'all, I might watch them and talk about them, okay? But really, you know, um, I actually don't pay too much attention to award shows much anymore, and I don't think artists really need them. I mean, I'm glad they have it, something to celebrate the artists, but it's unfortunate that those outlets that used to celebrate artists and stuff, not that they haven't always had dark things in them, but now they've gotten even darker, more politics and things like that. So, you know, it just gets crazy, okay, just to uh, win, I mean, to win those awards and stuff like that. So it's just, I don't know. But I wish them all the best of luck, okay? Glad for them, okay? Happy still to see people uh, excited about being, you know, getting nominated, okay? Uh, Let's see, what else you got to talk about? I got I get everything. Like I said, I was gonna get off early. Okay. We talk about Jennifer Hudson and um, what's his name? Uh, Common coming out in public and people are seeing the Jennifer Hudson. And I kind of confirming it. Notice Common never confirms somebody. That's kind of strange. That Pisces is a little different, man. Now uh, Jennifer. Now notice that he. I've never seen him confirm nobody. He only confirms after y'all confirm. Very interesting. I don't know. But him and J- Jennifer Hudson was out in public holding hands and stuff, I guess, showing that they are now a couple, okay? So really interesting there, very interesting. Um, i trying to think of what else. Is I didn't to talk to y'all out. Is there anything else? Okay. Uh, New Edition has a residency in Vegas child i gotta look and see how much the tickets are i heard they was high i don't know okay i plan on going but this is too expensive child so i ain't paying no crazy prices okay i just ain't uh, what happened like that <laughs> okay and i love you the new edition okay but, child i don't know about that all right but i'm excited to hear that they're gonna be in vegas for a few weeks uh uh for at the win. okay and um I think think that's going to be my last story. They're going to be my last story. I got more stories to tell y'all, but I said I was going to get off a little early tonight and perhaps get with y'all a a little bit later to give y'all some of the rest of these stories that's going on out here in these streets. But I did just uh, want to come on and let y'all know how everything was going, how everything went with the surgery, how everything's been going for me these last few weeks. Listen, continue to pray for me guys. I will try to put out another show sometime, maybe next week before Thanksgiving. Who knows? Maybe before then. I maybe i try before then, okay? But you guys have a wonderful night. Remember, I'm not gonna be doing back on, you know, where I said uh this is the archive show. Okay. Hi to my archive listeners. Remember, you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can hit me up on Twitter at Carly's underscore galaxy. You can also leave a message there. You can also leave a message on the Facebook page. You can also hit me up at Carlotta 72 on TikTok. You can hit me up as, um, uh, on Twitter at C Chatwood Show and Carlotta 72, okay? You guys, I just wanted to get with y'all tonight. I wanted to share some of my thoughts on some of these crazy stories out in these streets. And everything, and I hope you guys are uh, getting ready to have a wonderful, exciting holiday. Because I love the holidays. Oh my God, I'm probably the only person around, and my my family and group that love the holidays. I'm just a weird person (laughs) to them, but it's my favorite time of year. So I'm hoping you guys enjoy your holidays and have a lot of uh, have a lot of fun these upcoming weeks in into the holidays and love all your family, friends, and all of that, okay? So we're going to go out of here and leave. I'm going to leave that with one of my favorite songs by every Sunshine. Sweet Afternoon. It's the CC show. I'm Carlotta, and I'll see y'all with another show sometime soon, okay? I'm out. See y'all. Keep me in your prayers. Bye. da da da
3: da wa